Hello, welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast. It gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2024 Alfa Romeo Tonale. You can take a look at this Tonale on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're over there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. There we get all the Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Alpha in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Gear up with Road and Track and Car and Driver. Head to shop.roadandtrack.com to shop apparel and gear made specifically for the modern enthusiast. Whether you're looking for a sweatshirt to keep you warm as you cruise with a top down or a leather keychain to keep your keys in check, there's something for every gearhead. Visit shop.roadandtrack.com and hit the road in style. And Patrick, you're here today because you drove this Alpha Romeo. Patrick, how was this Alpha? And how was your, is your new year? It's a new year. New year, new you. It's a new year, new me, and a new alpha. See how that works? Wow. Tell me about this alpha. All new for 2024. The Tonale falls into that very competitive luxury uh, subcompact crossover, uh, which, you know, everyone is, is trying to make. And I think that alpha has put forth a solid effort. In that regard. And uh, how about I start by saying that? Uh, I think that hits it. But Patrick, why don't you start by taking us on a quick little walk around of this Alfa Romeo Tonale, which we're going to go to right now. I am walking around the 2024 Alfa Romeo Tonale. It's a subcompact luxury crossover. It's a very competitive segment that Alfa is jumping into mostly dominated by the Germans. So from the outside curb appeal, it looks apart. I mean, a big part of why you're getting a car like this, why you're deciding on an Alpha as opposed to others is because you want to have some of that cachet. And I think that this delivers it. Got 19 inch uh, diamond cut five hole wheels, which is very signature Alfa Romeo. This one's got the red calipers, which also pop. Um, it's got chrome exhaust tips um, in the back, which look very nice. And really, I think the thing that makes the whole vehicle come together is the front. It's got that really great Alfa Romeo face, uh, aggressive lights, sort of slits in the front that really give it a menacing look. The Alfa Romeo shield, of course, um, really brings the whole thing together. But this is a totally very nice looking little compact crossover. Um, I think that Alfa did a really good job. You know, what they had to work with on the Stellantis frame, which I'm sure Wesley and I will be diving into that conversation as well. And oh, why not we just do that now? No, and uh, speaking of Alfa Romeo, uh, the Tonale joins uh, the Stelvio and the Giulia, which means now there are three Alphas in the United States, which that is one more than there was t- two years ago. Yes. Yes, indeed. Your math is correct. Yeah, it's, it's um, foolproof math, which means Stellantis sees value in expanding Alfa Romeo in the United States. Yeah, which is, which is good to see. And I really think that they made an honest effort um, with this, you know. The big question, which I'm sure we'll touch on it a little bit later, is, you know, this versus its Dodge equivalent, the Hornet, which is basically the same car, but for a few, few thousand dollars less. Um, so, you know, just in the context of talking about the exterior, 
Um, I think that considering that, um, you know, you want this to look different from the Dodge, uh, they, they did what they can do. Maybe is a way to put it. It's always a ringing endorsement when you say they did what they could do. <laughs> they did what they could do. Um, they did. They did what they could do. They absolutely did. No, you are correct. This is to, sh- to say shares a platform with or shares hardware with the Dodge Hornet would do an maybe disservice to those phrases. It is effectively the same car. Now, the big distinction, of course, is that the Alpha does not get the base powertrain. You're looking at only the 1.3 liter hybrid, the plug-in hybrid, whereas the Dodge, you can get the 2 liter uh, Hurricane non-hybrid powertrain under the hood, which that, that is, that's the biggest distinction, which also uh, refl- is reflected in the price. Yes, exactly. And I had driven the four-cylinder non-hybrid version of the Hornet, which I enjoyed very much and which we spoke about on this very podcast. So it was interesting for me to try the plug-in hybrid, which I also did enjoy. I did think it was a very, very nice engine. Um, engine, engine plus motor. Engine, engine plus, plus motor. motor. That's, that's correct. It has, it has both those and a battery as well, for good measure. Uh-huh. That said, you do take us on a quick little drive of this, and then we can talk about we can compare and contrast in the back end. So let's go to that drive right now. I am on the road in my Donale. I am having fun in here. Um, I think it's important to sort of mention from jump, as the young people say, that uh, this isn't the the super sportiest Alpha you can imagine. You know, people have this idea, you're driving Alfa Romeo, there's got to be like this real um, visceral connection to the road and, uh, you know, this kind of thing. That's not really what this vehicle is. Uh, so I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, in terms of the interior appointments, very nice. Now, this is the uh, Veloce edition, which uh, is the sort of uh, highest trim level of the Tonale. And the inside is really nice. Um, I'm actually, right now it's the evening. There's a really uh, nice sort of red mood lighting that I'm surrounded by. Uh, the seats are comfortable, not the not the uh, grippiest sort of, you know, hold you in there, but they're certainly comfortable, really uh, sporty, three-spoke wheel, um, the nice a little over 12-inch infotainment center, which is all very convenient. Uh, everything that you need is kind of right where you would want it to be. It's, you know, a lot of plastic as well. This isn't some sort of super luxury vehicle, but definitely on the nicer end of things. Um, All right, so let's talk about the actual driving experience. So this is a plug-in hybrid. It was a 1.3 liter, four, and then also an electric motor. Combined, I think it's around 285 horses, um, and it's plenty quick, like from the jump. Zero to 60 seems pretty quick. Uh, I think car and driver clock to the mid fives, and I would believe that. You know, once you start getting highway speeds, it's not like there's a ton of oomph passing, etc. But, um, you know, it's certainly no slouch. Uh, but I think kind of where it lacks that passion, perhaps you would say, is the road feel, it, I don't mean this, it's going to sound like a little bit harsh, but it doesn't feel anything particularly special about it. Like, I don't feel uh, extra connected to the road or anything that you might want to have that feeling when you're driving an Alpha. There's a little bit of, 
you know, distance between you and the road feel. I think that the, uh, certainly the Julia and the Stelvio, which is the bigger, uh, crossover, I think that they're maybe a little bit more in line with the Alfa Romeo sort of ethos. Um, but that said, uh, in terms of giving you some luxury, some sportiness in, you know, it's kind of like a segment that intrinsically isn't to those things, right? A kind of subcompact crossover. You know, this Tonale is, is doing something right. Take on the tail of the dragon and experience the best of bourbon country on Road and Track's Smoky 600 Rally. Join Road and Track for a four-day adventure through Appalachia, featuring curated group drives led by editors. Track time, distillery tours, and tastings, and stays at boutique hotels, culminating in a spirited grand finale drive down the tail of the dragon. Visit experiences.roadandtrack.com to reserve your spot today. The big elephant in the room, like we've kind of buried the lead a little bit, is that it, you know, is a Dodge Hornet as well. How was your experience in a Hornet, obviously with a different powertrain, different than your experience in the Tenale? I really liked the Hornet. I thought it looked great. You know, uh, different sort of styling than the Alpha, but, you know, it's like the Hornet still has some of the Dodge design language, which is also kind of aggressive and sporty, but in a little different way than the Alpha. Um, so it's still very nice looking. You know, the interior appointments, uh, I think, are a little, a little less nice. But other than that, I mean, it's just the same car, but with a different different name. I really liked the Hornet very much, um, and I liked the sticker price even more. Of course, uh, when you go to the RT models of the Hornet, it does get more competitive, one mm-hmm. could say, with this uh, plug-in hybrid only Tonale. That's an important thing, too. I mean, comparing apples to apples, they're, sure, they're, sure. they're similarly priced. That said, Patrick, on a quick spin, we, to, we have to get to the essence of the automobile. And this Tonale is no exception. So, Patrick, I ask, I beg, I plead, did this Tenale graduate? What is its essence? What, what, what's going on here? What, why, why would anyone buy this thing? I think it's a really nice vehicle. I think that it has some style, some cachet. It has a really nice engine. You know that um, besides just you know quick performance-wise, obviously, I'm a big fan of plug-in hybrids. Um, I think depending on your living situation, etc., I think sometimes having a pure EV can be difficult in life. Um, and so I just generally am a fan of plug-in hybrids. Um, you know, besides the fully electric, when it's in hybrid mode, it gets great fuel economy. Um, there's, there's lots of nice things about it, but, um, you know, the, the main thing I would say is like, it's not what you want to buy if you're really looking for something super fun and you might be, you know, I'm not going to say tricked, but sort of like assume because it's an Alfa Romeo that you're going to get a certain degree of like driving passion along with it. But that's not really what this is about. This is about bringing just a little bit of like Alfa Romeo, like zhuzh and style or something to what's kind of intrinsically a not so exciting segment. So like I always say with Alfa, if it, I think it's the kind of buyers who are like, well, you know, I want something like in this category, like, you know, BMW, uh, Audi, Mercedes, whatever. But I, I'm, I'm me. I need something a little bit different. And so that's what, you know, makes them go to Alfa. I think that this, this is for them. And, and, and I do think that there will be uh, customers 
customers for it. Um, I just want them, you know, to know like what, what they would actually be getting and not be um, under the impression that they're getting some little um, super fun driver's car. Oh, no, for sure. And I mean, you could even argue that this would work theoretically as an entry to the Alpha brand. If somebody likes it and says, mm-hmm. hey, maybe I want something a little more engaging, they can get the uh, Julia or Stelvio Q4, which uh fantastic Ooh. cars. Uh, Ooh, before, nice. b- before we go, I forgot one thing. You mentioned the pack and play. How did this thing do <laughs> with... Uh, you know, normal living with cargo. I mean, compact and subcompact crossovers don't generally do too well when it comes to cargo space and, and holding the, the daily grind, as it were. How, how did this do? Well, um, yes, I did uh, leave my pack and play in the back of this. So I need to go retrieve it from uh, the place where I was able to uh, borrow the car from. And so, uh, you know, this is what I will say. It is not big. And so I wouldn't say that there's a lot of cargo room for, you know, people who have a child and uh, have to deal with all of the accoutrement that comes along with that. But, and I draw this as a contrast to that Buick that I drove a few weeks ago where, you know, this is, even though this is like a stylish, um, you know, has some personality, yeah, personality, whatever in the exterior, it's I wouldn't describe it as like a coupe style crossover SUV, which means I was able to stick all my crap in, like the weirdly shaped stuff, the, you know, the folded up strollers that don't actually fold up very much, etc. You know, I didn't have that problem where because the uh, glass was sloping that I was like not able to fit things in. So even though there's not a lot of room, it is well shaped. So you could maybe fit a little bit more in there than you would think. Well, that sounds like a win to me. Patrick, thank you so much for driving this thing. I know it was hard work out there driving a Tenale, but hey, somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. And listener, thank you for listening to this. If you could hop in our digital Alfa Romeo Tonale and head over to the Apple Podcast Store or Spotify, wherever you listen to this, and drop us a five-star review, we'd really appreciate it. And while you're cruising in that digital Tonale, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. That way you get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this would be possible. So thank you for listening.